listen, this is a game changer. How many of you have a business, but know you need to bank better? If that's you, I want you to pull up a seat, pull up a seat, pull up a seat. Hey, girl friends. Welcome to Girl, Boss Up and Lead with your host, Dana Marie, board certified personal and business credit specialist, author, speaker, and your super excited, extremely supportive business goal friend. Listen in as we help women in business leverage, elevate, accelerate, and dominate in their industry with proven sustainable financial tools and resources. Need to start, grow, or scale your business? We've got you covered. Enjoy our diverse conversations with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, mentors, and coaches as we chat about everything from branding and marketing to what it takes to run and maintain a successful business. Ready? Let's get it. What's going on? It's your girl, Dana Marie, Credit Chick, back with you here again on another bomb episode of Girl Boss Up and Lead. Listen. This is a game changer. Today, we're going to get into the business of banking. How many of you have a business and you know that you need to get better with your banking, right? Maybe you're brand new to business. Maybe you've been in business for quite some time. You're a seasoned entrepreneur, um, but your banking relationship really ain't all the way where you want it to be. Well, this episode is for you. I want you to invite a friend. Make sure you're telling them to tune in. I'm definitely going to be dropping some show notes. Um, but before I get deep into this episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in thus far. Make sure you subscribe so that you know exactly when the next episode um, hits the airwaves. Invite someone to come along. You can even go ahead and leave us that five-star rating. Listen, we want to make sure that we're providing you with the best information in the game when it comes to how our girl bosses can boss all the way up, leverage, elevate, accelerate, and dominate in areas of their personal, professional, and business lives. So listen, guys, I have just come off of a slight summer break. <laughs> A slight summer break. I took a little bit of time away as we were um, doing a few things on the personal side with family. First things first, we were able to um, move two of our young adults into their college uh, lives, right? So they're going on to the next levels. One of them is at an HBCU and the other is at a private college and they are both already thriving. So I did take a little bit of time off just to kind of handle some family things, make sure that they're settled and right and getting things done. It was exciting moving them both into their dorms, watching them go from, you know, being semi-dependent to now really, um, really, really independent. It's a little weird. So my husband and I are actually empty nesters um, so that's interesting. You know, we haven't really had an empty nest like ever <laughs> in our 29 years of being together. So, um, it's really interesting how, um, you know, this new chapter of our lives kind of coincides with the new chapter, the next chapter of the kids' lives. And we're excited all the way around. Of course, you know, we still have the grandbabies. They, um, come by and make sure that, you know, 
their grandparents is still here. They're going to test us and try, try us as much as they can. And that's cool. Uh, but we get to send them back home. <laughs> so I want to just come right in. I had to share a little bit about, you know, where I've been. This summer break has just been amazing. And here we are now moving into September, um, closing out the um, third quarter of the year and about to go into the fourth quarter. And as business owners, we know that that is vitally important. It's a very crucial time and our business. This is where you really start to see um, everything that you've done all year, how it's going to impact your bottom line. And as a business owner, I would encourage you to make sure that you're taking full inventory and full audits of how your business is performing, especially right now as we're closing out third quarter, because it gives you an opportunity to number one, um, pivot if you need to, going into the fourth quarter, maybe you need to ramp up your sales. Maybe you need to consider the things that you're going to be offering for Black Friday so that your business sales are meeting your goals and your expectations. Maybe you need to shift the products and services that you are providing. Maybe you need to add a product or a service, um, which is also something that um, you know many business owners do, especially in time for the holidays. It's also a time for you to start analyzing what first and second quarter of the next year are going to look like, your projections. And many business owners, especially, um, you know, corporations, and we want to think like corporations think, they're already mapping out what first and second quarter are going to look like. They're already mapping out what their staff is going to look like. They're already mapping out what the budget is going to be for the upcoming year, at least for the first two quarters, if not for the full year. So in order for us to really treat our businesses like a business, I want to encourage all my girl bosses out there to start thinking of your business as big. You could be a one man solo show right now. That might just be where you're starting. That's not where you're going to finish. We're all about to boss all the way up so that we can leverage the things that we already have, the tools, the knowledge, and the skills we can elevate going to the next level because now we know exactly what it is that we want. We can accelerate because we're doing it together. This is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. So when you're in a circle and a cipher with other people that are doing things that you want to do, it's going to help you to accelerate that much faster. You'll be able to cut out all of the guesswork and then you can go ahead and dominate in your industry. I do want to encourage you to understand that it doesn't matter how many people are doing the same thing that you're doing. There is room for everyone. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter how many people are doing what it is that you're doing. There's room enough for everyone. It's just so interesting how sometimes we put a cap on what it is that we should be doing because we see other people in the market doing that same thing and they're accelerating in that area. Well, guess what, girl boss? It's time for you to boss all the way up and lead, okay? That space is for you too. I will tell you if it was planted in you, it's supposed to come through you. If it was planted in you, it's supposed to come through you. It doesn't matter who is in their chapter 20 and you're in your chapter one. And what we do right here on this platform is we absolutely can collaborate and congratulate, right? There's no reason why we got to view each other as competition. 
there's enough dollars circulating for everyone. You're going to bring something different to the table, right? Think about when you go down the bread aisle. I shared this uh, on my live the other day and I was saying this kind of same thing to my husband, like they just came out with a new bread that my husband and I had never even seen before, but it fits the dietary needs that we need today. And the interesting thing about that is there is so much bread down the bread aisle. You just keep scrolling past the ones that you don't want until you get to the one that most fits your outcome and the things that you desire, right? So life is no different. And sometimes the same people that you think that you need to, um, or you feel that you're in competition with, these are the same people that you should be collaborating with. There's always going to be someone that's ahead of you. But remember, there are so many more people behind you that need exactly what you offer. So don't compare yourself, okay? And make sure that you're taking the opportunity to be the one that's going to be the impact for the people that need you. Show up the best you, give the best of you, and go all the way in. All right, so let's get into this episode. This is a game changer right here because a lot of people are in business. Um, but one of the things that they kind of miss is the business banking. And that can impact you so big. So how are you going to secure that bag, other people's money, without really having the tools and the structure in place that you should have, you're not going to be able to get to the resource, right? So today's episode is going to really focus on where we left off last episode. I talked to you all about, um, you know, building up your business bank account and where you should begin to think about dropping your business dollars, those relationships, because all relationships are fundamental and all relationships should, um, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, have some type of reciprocation in there, right? Um, you know, what, you, what you're what you putting in, you should be able to get just as much out, if not more. So today I want to talk to you about the experiences that you want to have in your banking relationships. We talked about a few of the banks that, you know, I tend to lean toward the local banks. Just to recap the local banks, um, I love a local bank. I love a local customer bank, a consumer um, savings and loan type bank because they give you a smaller hometown feel. They know you when you walk in. There are pros and cons to each type of bank. Sometimes smaller banks are limited to certain products and services because many of them are in-house products and services, which is okay. You're going to need a different type of bank for every different type of situation. Okay. And then I talked about credit unions. Of course, we love credit unions, right? Credit unions, um, you know, have been around for quite some time. You may need to know someone or work in a specific field. Some of you are still, you know, in your full time career, which, hey, I love that. I did it for a long time while you're building your business. Um, so your, your particular field may allow you to become a member of a, um, a, a credit union. 
which is cool. Sometimes it may just be for civil servants, um, meaning your teacher, your police and fire. Um, others may require that you have other affiliations. Maybe you're a veteran, so on and so forth. Um, and we talked about like Navy Federal being one of those banks. We talked about um, Neighborhood Credit Union. Um, PenFed is another one that you can tap into in terms of credit unions. You just want to make sure that you understand what the requirements are to be a member. And some of them, um, the requirements are not that you know someone in um, that can get you into the credit union. It may be that you are actually um, participating in some way, shape, or form in that credit union. So maybe you have to do a $50 uh, donation or something like that. So you want to check out what the requirements are so that you know which credit union is the right fit for you. You also have your major banks that I spoke about, right? So the more nationally known banks, um, you know, the Banks of America and Chase which those are also great banks for building up, um, you know, relationships when it, it comes to business. They each have their perks. You have to know which banks are for you, okay? It's going to be vitally important that you understand a few things. Many of us start a business um, because we saw a need, right? Or maybe, um, you know, like myself, you've been doing it for so long for someone else you're like listen i i'm just gonna start my own business right i i, I i've mastered this skill it's time for me to you know I've, I've helped someone else um get rich that company corporation your boss or whoever that is and you're like listen it's time for me to bring this thing back into my own wheelhouse and start um you know a legacy for my family that i can pass along so um when, when we do that, oftentimes when we, you know, we go through the process of taking that hustle and making it a business because we're selling products and services, but we haven't properly set up the structure. And it's important that we do that. Go back and listen to the previous episode where I talked about how to structure your business. This portion, what I really want you to understand is that your business technically is not, um, in business until you have a business bank account. So you could have gone through the structuring with the Secretary of State. You could have gone through the structuring, making sure that you have your EIN with the IRS. You could have made sure that you have any other registrations or licenses that you need through your state department. You could have made sure you know that um, your business has a website. It's uh, visible on social media. You're listed and the 411 directory and other places that your business should be listed. But you are so into doing the business and providing your best to your product, uh, to your customer base and your client base that you have not had a chance to take the right documents to the bank to make sure the business is official. So the business doesn't become official until you lock that business bank account in. Okay, that's why I'm kind of, you know, really diving into this today because that's the game changer right there. Okay, until you have a business bank account, your business is um, still semi operating as a hobby because where are you depositing those funds? How are you paying or uh, providing resources, you know, through your business? And if you're doing that through your personal accounts, 
that's what we call co-mingling funds, right? So maybe you're, um, you have to pay for the hosting of your website every single month. That should be coming out of your business bank account. Maybe you have your business phone line. Um, that should be coming out of your business bank account, okay? Maybe you are renting a space um, in, in some office. Um, that should be coming out of your business bank account. So it's important that even if you're just starting out, that you have um, you know, secured your business with a business checking account at minimum, at least one, okay? Um, now, I do want to get into uh, one of the things that I typically recommend to anyone who's in business so that you kind of do have a, sh a straight line of accounting for everything that you're doing in your business. Let me just take a pause right here real quick. This is just a disclaimer. <laughs> I am not acting as your tax professional, tax advisor, CPA, or tax attorney. You want to make sure that you enlist the services of one of the pre-mentioned so that you know exactly how your business should be structured and exactly how your funds should be flowing through your business. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> All right, so you want to have a straight line to the, um, you know, uh, deposits and withdrawals to your business. Your business should be functioning again, even though it might be a home-based business, we want to think like big business owners. So I recommend that you have at least three to four business bank accounts. That doesn't mean you have to start out with all four. It means that we have to grow to four at um, at least three. Okay. So the ones that I recommend, number one, is going to be your deposit account. That's where all your merchant sales are going to go into, right? That's where everything that you've been paid by your clients and your customers, the deposits are going to go in there. The next account that I would recommend that you have would be an expense account. This is where all of your expenses are coming out of, meaning those things that I mentioned before. Maybe it's the utilities, maybe it's the rent, maybe it's um, you know rental for equipment. All of those things are gonna come out. The invoices that you're paying are gonna come out of that expense account. The next account that I would recommend most business owners have is going to be your payroll account. This payroll account is where you're going to be able to pay yourself as well as your employees. It's important that you have that so that you can show, you know, again, a straight line to how your business is performing. And then the last account that I would say that most businesses that I recommend should have is a savings account. This is going to be an account that you open up just for unexpected expenses. We never know what's going to happen down the line. You may have equipment that wasn't guaranteed or under a warranty, and now you have to replace it. Um, you may have uh, some unexpected thing happen in your business. Maybe you have to um, you know, replace some things in your office. Maybe uh, you need more products. 
than you initially allotted for because your customers are like, yeah, we want that. We told a friend who told a friend who told a friend. We always want that, right? Um, so I recommend that you have those four accounts, a deposit account, a merchant account, otherwise known as um, an expense account where your payments are coming out of, your payroll account, as well as a savings account. And the great thing about that is you can have four separate accounts with one bank or as I mentioned before, you want to go ahead and see who is giving you the best bang for that portion of what it is you need and solicit, you know, I'm sorry, become a customer of that particular bank. Okay. Now, when we're first starting out, some of these things as brand new business owners may feel a little bit overwhelming. Use one bank account. Just make sure that you have the other systems in place. So that system may be a simple spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet that you're using to say this is, you know, um, how much I'm using in expenses every single month. This is the deposit account, you know, where my merchant sales come in every single uh, day. Okay. This is, you know, the payroll account, how I've been paying myself and my employees. This is, um, you know, the um, savings account, how much money we have going in there. And then you can kind of have a better gauge on when it's time for you to open up those next accounts. You may need to open them once, you know, one at a time. You may not dive right into each one of them all at one time because that's not how the money is currently flowing. But we're big thinkers. We're going to hustle hard. We're going to make sure that our businesses continue to be sustainable so we can grow to that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Now I want to give y'all this big, big, big girl boss bonus tip. Okay. Here's the bonus tip. One of the things that most uh, businesses don't realize with their banking and how you're really going to be able to leverage more of the bag for your business is each bank I shouldn't say each bank. Banks in general have a bank rating system, okay? That bank rating system tells would-be other banks, you know, what your criteria is uh, and how your money is really flowing inside of the bank, okay? So once you've secured your business bank account, it's going to be important that you use it. It's going to be just as important that you use it strategically. Okay. Bank ratings are an internal banking system that is shared amongst the banks. So the banks actually rate how your business is performing in order to be able to offer you other products and services that they have that may fit your business. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes or yes. I hope it does. I hope y'all understand exactly what it is that I'm saying. So inside the banking system, it doesn't matter if you have one account, four accounts, three banks, two banks, one bank. They have their own internal systems. And that bank rating system says, listen, this business rates either between a low four or a high five. And depending on where you fall in that scale, your business, where your business falls in that scale, will determine 
how sustainable they are viewing your business, how risky they're viewing your business, and what products and services their branch offers or their bank offers that they're interested in extending to you. Okay. So just to kind of give you um, some insight to that banking scale, a low four bank, um, a low four rating is going to be where you have a, you're carrying a balance between 1,000 and $3,999 on a revolving basis. The goal is to get to at least a low five. A low five bank rating means that you are carrying an average balance between $10,000 and $39,999. Now, that's just the minimum goal. And we're going to get there because your products and services, you're going to be able to really scale that out, right? So you just need to see, well, how many uh, you know, how much of my product, here's a quick way to kind of do that, right? Let's go, let's go for, you know, the $20,000 mark, right? So now you, you, you pull out your calculator, you know, your products and services sell for how much, right? You take that 20,000, you divide it by how much your products and services sell for. And that's going to tell you how many customers you're going to need to get your products and services out there so that you're building up your bank account to that $20,000 mark. Make sense? So the goal is to get to a low five bank rating, okay? Minimally, the high five bank rating is anywhere from 70,000 to 99.99, okay? Um, almost 100,000, all right? And we can grow there, we can scale there. Listen, the last time I checked, there is no shortage in the printing of money, which means it doesn't matter where you are today. Um, the money is out there. The question is, are you calling it to you? <laughs> That's the only question. Keep calling that money into your household, into your business, into your bank accounts so that you can build up this wealth for the next generations to come. There's no reason why that your great, great grandkids won't be able to say, my great great grandmother was such and such and she was a boss okay you want to make sure they know your name and that your legacy continues so i'm gonna drop some things here in the show notes uh just a quick summary and recap so that you have that and i look forward to sharing more tips tools and resources with you all on the next bomb episode of girl boss up and lead, leverage, elevate, accelerate, and dominate. It's your girl, Dana Marie, the Credit Fix Chick. Until next time, stay well, stay blessed, be safe. Bring a friend when you come back and make sure you go ahead and drop your comments and also leave us a five-star rating and tell some other people about us and subscribe so that you never, ever miss out on an episode of Girl Boss Up and Lead. Peace out. Girlfriends, we appreciate you for tuning in. Enjoyed the show? Awesome. Leave us a comment or ask a question. Don't forget, head over to www.girlbossup.info for your complimentary business scan to see what you may qualify for. And listen, you can help us have an even greater impact on women in business. Just go to wherever you listen to your podcasts 
hit subscribe, leave a five-star review, and a five-star rating. Until next time, stay inspired, be empowered, and blaze your trail, bossed up and banked up.